0: Welcome to Working Dog Radio, <coughs> broadcasting the bite. Ray Allen Canine. It's no secret that we love Ray Allen Canine Equipment. We use their products every single day at both Van sk Canine and at Torchlight. Their mission statement says it all, to be the world leader in quality innovation for professional canine equipment for police, military, schutzen, and ringsport tend to exceed their customers' expectations and deliver on time every time at a fair price. We full-heartedly believe that they've held true to that since it is our go-to one-stop shop for everything canine, not just police dogs, but for any working dog.
1: This episode is also brought to you by our good friends over at Dogtra, dogtra Dogtra.com. It's the e-collars that Ted and I use. It's e-collars most police dog guys use. Dogtra.com, e-collars, bark collars, ball launchers, one-stop shop for everything you need for your working dog, Dogtra.com.
0: One of the other sponsors we're proud to have is HITS Canine Training Conference. It's the premier, it's the premier canine training seminar in the United States, packed to the room with the world's best instructors, covering important topics from admins to liability to detection work, all and tracking and everything in between. There's no better place to learn and no better place to network with other handlers, breeders, and trainers. HITS 2022 is being held in Orlando in August. Uh, so hit them up, HITScanine.net.
1: We're super happy to be uh, represented by our good friends at Kinetic Dog Food. Uh, we've got great reviews from people all over the place. Uh, ever since we we joined up with them and partnered with them, their uh, commitment to your dog's nutrition is top-notch. KineticDogFood.com. Check them out.
0: Jim over at NC Canine out in North Carolina. It's the culmination of 13 years of experience in handling or training uh, law enforcement canines. They use real world deployments to develop their training program in row not only on their experience, but the current experience of the nation's canine handlers provide the best canine partner you can get. They provide pet training and police canine training based out of four Oaks, North Carolina, and they serve the surrounding areas as well as nationally. Feel free to call them and learn more about their dog training program, police canine techniques and methodologies.
1: We got a brand new sponsor, man, American aluminum accessories. Uh, my entire time in canine and ever since i've been involved in the dogs the kennel in the back of our cruisers has always been american aluminum uh check them out uh we're so happy to have them on here easyrideronline.com easyrideronline.com for everything you need from american aluminum accessories
0: speaking of kennels once you get out of the car you got to have somewhere to put them so our friends up in ohio at horizon structures make a one stop shop for kennel if you want a two dog kennel or if you want a 20 dog kennel, they got you covered. They get those things built and they drop it off at your house. All you got to have is a pad, electricity, and water, and you can put dogs in it that day. Horizon Structures can build you anything from mild to wild, and it is the one-stop shop, and you don't have to swing a single hammer, so hit them up, horizonstructures.com. Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite. Uh, We are back. I am Ted Summers um, from the um, sauna that is uh, Tulsa today. (laughs) <laughs> it fucking rain and the sun came out and you could see steam on the road i was like this is bullshit i'm going inside uh eric where, where what's up where are you
1: uh just over here in ohio um i've got uh six six green dogs in the kennel a couple of labs some Mal's, a shepherd who is uh insane um training those guys up for different agencies different levels of training at some, I'm just doing imprinting on one of complete two of them. I'm completing all the way through one's a green plus. Um, and I think that's about it. Boarding a police dog boarding a cane uh, Corso that are Connie Corso for you purists that I um, trained was a puppy. His name is Tony Dog's Fucking awesome. Man. I love that dog. Um, just, and then, so I'm doing like half days at, at that. And then uh, up to the facility for the rest of the day, the new pet facility, I have, um, uh, we do day training where you drop off and we train the dogs all day and then you pick up at the end of the day, like a summer camp for your kids. Yeah, summer camp. Yeah. We had it's five like dogs to start today. So I have, I have in-house trainers that are doing it, but I like to go up and get some reps in and help and that type of stuff. So, and then they always give me a laundry list of things they need like paper towels and poop bags and all the other horse shit that goes along with all this stuff. But we're rolling live at 12 trainers now, Um, all booked out into end of August, something like that. So um, yeah. Plugging away. How about you? What's going on on the training side?
0: Uh, We've got a bunch of pet dogs, uh, and I have uh, some greenies, and then I have a handler school started today with Gizmo Chacho the lab. Um, he is just a—he's a psychopath. He is just—he. I don't think I've ever seen him sit still. Um, so it is—he about melted in the heat today, though. So that was—that uh, was fun. <laughs> he, yeah. he was the handler was like, "Why isn't he?" Like he's like—he doesn't seem like he wants to work. I'm like, "Yeah," because the heat index is 115. So I don't want to either. So we'll be back tomorrow morning at 7.30. How about that when it's nice and cool? Uh, (laughs) uh, Other than that, I have a little baby, Kenny Corso, in the kennel right now. She's here for our program. They look the same. Looks just like this Tony dog. It's interesting because I take her to the... I take her out in public, like Home Depot or whatever, and people, it's like Charlton Heston parting the seas, like nobody wants to pet her. I'm like, oh, come pet her, please. Like, come pet her. Like, wait for her to sit. And then when she sits and looks at you and doesn't jump on, then you're free to pet her, but just wait. You know, people are like, oh, I'm okay. No, I'll literally come back in 10 minutes later with the baby German shepherd or the baby uh, lab, like a little puppy lab. And people are like, oh my God, can I pet him? Blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, sure. You can, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a Dogo Argentino I just sent home. Uh, also, same thing. Like, and he was four months old and already like 60 pounds, huge dog. And people are like, you know, you'd walk him through and people would like part and like, no, no, you can come pet him. It's fine. Take him in public, out into restaurants and sit on the patio. And people are like, oh, I, I, you know, I'm scared of dogs. I'm like, he's a puppy. I've got pickles in my fridge older than this dog. You not need to be scared of him. Like, come pet him, please. Cause if not, he turns into a defensive dickhead, which is why he's here. So help me make him not that way. People are not having it. So, uh, although I did have something funny happen, I had a, we have, we have a German Shepherd puppy in there and I was in Home Depot and this kid, uh, there was like a 10-year-old kid in there. I was like, hey, kid, I said something to him. I was like, hey, you want to come over and pet this dog? And he's like, yeah, that sure. That doesn't sound weird at all. Oh uh, no, it doesn't. And then so and I was like, sure. oh, you know, because kids are the worst and they're gonna come over and get in his face. And so I was like, hey, just wait till he sits and then you can pet him and whatever else. So the entire time his mom looked at was like just staring at me, and I had like a sleeveless band t-shirt on, tattoos everywhere, and I'm sure it just looked like a homeless shithead mm-hmm. and with the with a puppy. And then as she left, you know, Paul, my intern, Paul was like, you know like you freaked her out. Right. I'm like, why? He was like, that's literally what they tell you not to do. Don't talk to strangers with puppies. I'm like, Oh man, whoever, where this kid whoever this kid goes to school is doing a terrible job. <laughs> it was uh yeah. So uh, now I'm people like now kids come up and I'm like, yeah, I kind of look around and make sure, which I'm sure makes it even worse. Like I look around, like I'm about to do something wrong. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you can I ask their parents like you're their parents. Like you can, yeah. Can the kid pat the dog? Yeah, sure. So uh <laughs> did not did not help my case so um so what are we doing tonight
1: so um a a while back long time ago uh i'm gonna say late 2010 um i was invited by a friend of mine that owns a company that provides uh role players and some things for some special operations groups um and the marine corps to go over to this base in indiana base i call it it's uh kind of a joint operation with the uh, university of Indiana and some, or Purdue university and some other stuff going on. The uh, uh, Naval Special Warfare on the East coast, were there doing some workups and they asked if I want to come meet the, the canine guy. So the trainer, yeah, sure. So I go over there and spent like three days at this place. And I was amazed. It's um, the layout of this place. There's for training, whether it's going to be um, military police or search and rescue is, is one of a kind, really. It's, it's, it's pretty laid out Um, that I don't really want to get into everything that they have there, but it's uh, just almost everything you can think of to cover those three genres. Um, They can transform things, make things specific for whoever's there, but I'd never heard of it. And it was, it was amazing. Um, And that relationship, that meeting there is what ended up getting me into work for Cobra and work the contract. It's, it's a whole long thing, but, I've been back two other times. I was just there in April. Uh, I helped teach. There was a law enforcement and search and rescue seminar there. So they had me come over as the LE guy. And it's even better than when I was there before. Uh, They've added some stuff. They have a, one thing I can say for the search and rescue people, they have a sunken, uh, I don't know what you call it, neighborhood, like a flooded area, full of houses where you got to get on boats and get your dogs out and rescue. And there's cavities in these houses and stuff like that it's it's pretty amazing so uh i saw on some pages that our friend uh jean-claude leblanc who's been on before he was a deep into the dog side of a um, special missions unit uh back in the day and i started seeing this conference coming up at uh the muscatatuck urban training center mutc in indiana And so I reached out. I said, let's get him on and talk about what they got going on over there. Because before we came on, we were just talking about it. So many people don't know about that place. And it is pretty sweet place to train there. So without further ado, we'll bring back on Jean-Claude LeBlanc. how are you, buddy?
2: Hey, great. It's having me again, guys.
1: Yeah, it's, Yeah. uh, it's a good time. Your episode before, what, you remember the number of that one, Ted? Man, it was uh last year, I think, right? No, I don't remember.
0: (laughs) I think it was like in the 80s or 90s. I don't remember.
1: I Uh, I don't think it was that far back, but uh, was it? We had a good time. Um, I don't even know, I don't even know which one this is. My old old unit and the uh, and the association that I uh was with when I was a trainer, we have a a long relationship with Jean Claude. We it goes back to, um, I want to say. 10 11 somewhere around there 2010 2011 maybe maybe earlier than that getting some um we talked about it in the old in the last episode about getting some equipment from him hip leads and different things like that so um what have you been doing since the last time we talked
2: well man i'm still doing the uh my direct action canine thing but since then i've also started a a non-profit organization called the american tactical canine association and part of the reason for for starting this nonprofit was man like you guys have experiences as well man uh and, and you guys talk about it quite a bit but when it comes to canine man the the funding and the training level that that officers get is is really piss poor in my opinion
1: mm-hmm. i've
2: gotten to go around and and work with a lot of law enforcement agencies and man I, it just it kind of saddens me that, that you're like man these dudes are out there putting it on the line every single night and man, and either they're not to the level that they should be their dogs, not to the level they should be, whatever the case may be. But it, it, it really, it always blows me away how, you know, the, the SWAT teams, SWAT teams are always so well-funded and equipped, you know, but, and as they should be, but then you've got your canine guys who are being used daily and there's a lot of, of, liability you know if, if using correctly and they also bring in a lot of revenue to the department and man they maybe get to train once a week if they're in a bigger department um i noticed their their funding isn't there for them to go get additional training so i wanted to start this nonprofit. you know there's a ton of them out there that do hey man equipment and vests and stuff like that and man i i think that's great um, but not a whole lot of department or not a whole lot of uh, nonprofits that do training for guys. So my goal was to provide the same level of training that I got while I was in by those same caliber of instructors for a a basically very discounted rate um, to enable guys to, to get that quality of training at a, at a rate that they can afford, you know? So We put together the association, and then we started putting together our first conference, which we're looking at having this uh, upcoming September. So the conference is, uh, like you mentioned, it's going to be at the Muscatatuck Urban Training Center in uh, Indiana. Um, Phenomenal training facility, like you mentioned. Uh, It's got everything you can think of, especially when it comes to working environmentals with, with dogs. So, I mean, man... Not not many places that (laughs) that compare to this place Um, and started bringing in all the instructors that uh, that either worked at these tier one organizations or, you know, had had a part in their their uh, training programs. So started making phone calls. Yep. Everyone uh, everyone wanted to participate. So now we've got a pretty I think we've got about 20 something instructors. Uh, that we're bringing in on this, this first one. And, uh, you know, again, what we're looking at is four training days and a uh, vendor day. Um, And it's basically like an a la carte menu for, for guys. So once they register, they can choose, you know, for these uh, courses, they're each one day courses. And one of the things we wanted to do was we wanted to, to limit the amount of guys that we brought in specifically to, to ensure that, hey, man, it's, it's not about the numbers. It's more about the training and ensuring that these guys go home trained, you know? So, uh, you know, I, I got with each instructor, hey, man, how many guys can you handle per class to ensure that they walk away trained? Um, got each of their numbers, and that's how we came up with our cap for the event. Um, Again, it's not, it's not about making money and bringing in as many numbers as we can. It's, it's all about guys being able to take those skill sets and the very next day that they get home, start implementing them into their, their training programs. Um, so that was super important to me. Um, so yeah, with that, we've got, uh, we've also got a vendor day in there where guys get to, uh, see all the latest and greatest, uh, canine equipment out there and and it's not just canine equipment but something that makes this one somewhat unique compared to uh other vendor shows is we're asking a lot of the vendors that actually have equipment that can tie into the uh, training to incorporate their stuff into the actual training scenarios and classes and stuff um that way not only do guys get the typical table spiel from the vendors, but they're also able to, uh, to get that hands-on experience so they can go back to their chains of command and be able to articulate how each one of those pieces of gear can, uh, can benefit them and meet those, uh, those gaps that they have, those operational requirements that they have. Um, so that was something we're also looking at doing. Um, And the other thing is we're going to we're going to hold a banquet that evening as well. Uh, During the banquet, you know, it's not very formal, like some of the places that Mm -hmm. that uh, that you've seen in the past. But one of the things we're looking at doing is we're bringing in uh, Rick Hogg, who's a uh, former operator, Army operator handler. Um, And we're also bringing in uh, Will Chesney, who's a Navy operator handler. Uh, And some of you guys might know Will Chesney. He was the uh, the handler on the uh, Bin Laden raid. So you know he's he's got his book out there and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, the the other unique thing about this is we're going to have uh, a wide or or a pretty diverse uh, set of attendees. So you've got guys from both conventional and soft military units um, of of all the different branches, as well as federal state and local law enforcement agencies. So to me, I feel like that's just as beneficial as the quality of instruction, because a lot of these guys, you get to see some of these tier one level handlers uh, run their dogs. And to me, it just kind of validates the the instructors that are there, like, hey, man, these are the guys that got those dudes to that level. So. Uh, it's only open to uh, military and law enforcement. So that allows guys to go in there and, uh, you know, feel comfortable with exchanging their TTPs and and, uh, you know, ways that they conduct business without having to worry about, you know, like, oh, hey, man, I, I don't feel comfortable talking in front of like right, civilians yeah. on how we how we do so, yeah, man. It's, uh, it, it, we're, we're super excited. We're looking forward to this thing. And, and hopefully, man, this, uh, this kind of changes the culture away from that kind of lecture-based uh, symposium type thing, you know, which, which has definitely got its place. You know, but I, I feel like there's not anything like this out there in the canine world that, uh, that brings you this level of training. You know especially at a day de- like for for this first one we're we're uh, we're charging 500 dollars for the uh the conference and that includes registration meals and lodging um so everything is going to be right there at the camp you know and uh and it, it provides you um the ability to do training the ability to network with everyone uh to exchange ideas to see new equipment to test new equipment You know, so again, we're, we're really looking forward to this and we've got a pretty much all-star lineup of, uh, of instructors for this event coming up. Um, man, we've got, uh, Armin Winkler coming in. Uh, he's going to be, uh, teaching some, uh, the new age use of canines in the tactical environment with your tactical teams, kind of that SWAT integration. You know, you guys touch on that as well. Mm. We've got, uh, Paul Ludwig from iron dog. Um, he's he's gonna be doing a lot of uh problem solving and scenario based training. Uh you've got Franco Angelini, which which is kind of funny. I've I've spoken to several of the sponsors and they're like, wait a minute, you got Franco and Armin coming to the same venue? Like, how, how'd you pull that off? You know? So, anyways, man, but Franco's gonna come in and give us a uh, professional decoy course. We've got my company, Direct Action Canine. We're teaching uh, you know, the scenario-based stuff as well. Um police canine consultants they're going to be uh demonstrating the uh, arm and leg um training system you know it's that that realistic arm looking thing that uh kind of helps those dogs transition from sleeves and equipment to something a little more natural that that you know human arm looking and leg looking uh uh training gear we um, got Warhog Tactical, who is Rick Hogg's company. He's going to be teaching uh, advanced pistol marksmanship with K9, um, so that that's going to be a great class as well. You know, a lot of guys, I don't think they focus on that. That. Uh, marksmanship aspect oh, no. of, of you know yeah hey, well, a lot of guys don't even work on on uh, gunfire neutralization you know so to me that's mm-hmm. something that's very important uh we've got janice baker and vtg coming in the veterinary tactical group they're going to be teaching uh, obviously their their canine t triple c um, teaching guys uh, how to how to deal with with trauma in your canines and stuff, and different different equipment to carry, and and how to how to save that life of your canine and get them to the next level of care. Um, Justin Rigney's coming in teaching his uh, his uh, e collar class. Um, we've got first in canine, um, they're going to be showing guys how to do, uh, how to negotiate vertical obstacles like, uh, addicts, uh, ladders, you know, climbing over, climbing over stuff, which is something that, you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of guys really take into consideration. Um, you've got Cameron Ford coming in, given a, uh, you know, a detection class as well as uh, precision explosives. Um, they're, they're going to be given like a post blast, ied uh search so like hey blast goes off and you still got to look for secondaries and and that's something that i think a lot of guys don't really focus on but it's a huge issue when Mm -hmm. guys are downrange doing uh explosive detection type stuff you've got donnie meese from cincinnati swat he's going to be teaching uh tactical obedience and the fundamentals of how to get there not just hey man this is this is the stuff you need to do, but, but all the building blocks to get guys, Hey man, you, you decide what, what is important to you for tactical obedience. And Donnie's going to show you how to get there, you know, and, and how to do those building blocks of, and fundamentals. Um, Reback USA, they're coming in to teach guys, uh, rappelling and fast roping with your dogs. Um, that, that obviously like, Man, there's there's some departments that that definitely need those skill sets. You know, bigger departments that have that the uh, helo capacity, being able to fast rope and rappel out of helos, um, search and rescue type stuff. You know, like there's there's a lot of different applications for for you know handlers being able to to have that skill set. You've got uh, DCM Consulting, which another uh, Dutch Moyer. He's another former unit operator handler. He was also the uh, program manager for the K nine unit there, and, and uh, he's going to be teaching advanced rifle marksmanship and and uh, CQB uh, fundamentals. Um, then, uh, man, we've got Ashley Horner coming in. She's a uh, you know fitness uh, lady who's going to be teaching uh, basically functional. Uh, fitness for handler conditioning, you know, so she's going to be, you know, you guys, you guys know that, man, there's, there's a lot of motions and, and functional movements that we do as handlers that, man, you just guys don't take it into consideration when they're in the gym, you know, like, Hey, that, that freaking lifting a dog up, you know, that 90 pound dog up over your head, lowering them down a wall, lifting them back up by the leash. You know, a lot of those movements that guys just don't work out. And, you know, so, Hey man, let, let us teach you those movements that are going to help your workout programs. So it makes you a better handler for that dog. Um, we've also got uh storm dog tactical, Mike Pennington. He's going to be coming in and teaching that gunfire neutralization, um, which again, you know, is very important for, for handlers, um, Invictus UAS, uh, we're going to have, uh. Jason, come in and and teach guys um, how to incorporate UAVs into uh, the canine um, operations. And a lot of guys don't don't take that into consideration. But man, you can utilize these tools to help set conditions in your favor. For instance, hey man, I can throw a UAS up while I'm doing a uh, a track, and if a guy decides to, uh, you know, dogleg back and try to ambush us, we've got that, that overhead situational awareness, especially for those departments that, that don't have those, uh, those helicopter assets at their disposal. Um, we've got Pat Nolan, Pat Nolan is, you know, he's a, uh, big gun dog guy, but he teaches that directionals, uh, with, with canines and being able to, You know, which is very important for those uh, explosive detector handlers, you know, and hell, I I firsthand utilize his techniques downrange in Syria and it, you know, like detections detection when you're teaching that odors odor. But man, there's a big difference in the tactics you use as an explosive dog handler versus a narc dog handler. You know, Mm -hmm. like I don't want to be at the end of a 15 foot leash (laughs) looking for bombs. You know, I want to have as much separation between my dog and I, you know, so, so Pat can teach those techniques and, and how to be able to control your dog off lead and be able to utilize that, that dog, you know, in, in the best capacity you can when searching for explosives um, then, uh, we've got a, a company called a uh, breach pen coming in and man, this is a, a really unique tool, but it looks like a road flare, but you light this thing and it offers you 30 seconds of thermal breaching. So it's a tool, like not a whole lot of handlers are going to carry a set of bolt cutters or breaching tools on their back. But this little, it, again, it looks like a road flare and you know, when, when a handler runs into, a, an obstacle that he can't breach because he doesn't have the tools when well, now he can carry something that's going to give him that breaching capability, which in turn can potentially shave time off of his reaction to go ahead and, uh, and, um, be able to save the day basically, you know, sure. when, when time is of the essence. So we got a lot of instructors coming in and, uh, and man, you know, uh, we couldn't have done this without the, the help of our corporate sponsors, man. We, we were super fortunate to get a, a lot of support from, from these sponsors, man. We we've got, you know, like uh, the Cincinnati blue line foundation. They're a big sponsor of ours, uh, Lazarus and Lewis, they their attorneys, <laughs> another big sponsor, mm-hmm. Man, your old guys, the police canine association, they're helping out in a big way as well. Um, you've got, man, TechMed Med Solutions, Spikes Canine Fund, and the list goes on and on and on of of all the different uh, support that we're getting from these these uh, organizations that that just want to see a, a great event happen. And uh, so, yeah, man, that's that's kind of where we're going with this uh, with this whole conference here. And right now, we're just trying to get the word out and let guys know.
1: I I think listening to that list, <clears throat> if I'm a handler. If you don't go there with a plan, like this is <laughs> my only, shortcomings,
0: yeah. you're gonna walk in a
1: circle, like what the fuck, where do I go? Who
0: this what four days you said to me? <laughs> this,
1: yeah. Oh wait, no, no. I oh uh, shit. Um, let me go over here. You know, so definitely uh, when you go to something like this, make sure that you have a uh, a plan of what you you know really need to learn and may and not just go because it's a guy you want to meet. You know, I mean, you definitely need to um, to have a plan of action when you go there. Ted and I, you know, started uh, HRD because we teach at a lot of the uh, conferences, you know, the lecture conferences. And uh, I mean, it's a good time. The vendor shows are great fucking pounding beers, good times, all that. But nobody brings dogs. No dogs get worked. And our class is always scenario based training. So we can give you, you know, the PowerPoint and talk about it and give you ideas for, um, for scenarios or kind of thinking outside the box, but it doesn't really, it's not really the same. Um, I know for a fact that um, direct action canine scenario. So those of you who've been through an HRD, we have a scenario called Black Hawk Down and I flat oh. out stole it from you. Yeah. And so we, we don't talk about. I tell everybody who it came from <laughs> and what the scenario is. And so I can tell you right now, uh, if you go to their scenario-based class, there's going to be some decision-making skills that you're going to need to have as a handler. So you should go there. It's not one where you just unhook the leash dog does the work and you just moving on down through the hallway and check some fucking doors and don't do this and don't do that. Just if you want some, you know, really good uh, applicable scenarios that'll test you as a handler. Um, you should go check out uh, uh, direct act. How, how are you going to have time to do that? You got somebody helping you? You
2: know what? Yeah, man. I, I, I do have, a, I have my guys helping me. I, I, I don't uh, see myself having a whole mm-hmm. lot of time, but uh, you know, so I'm going to have to you know balance my time between being the face of the association and trying to get out to training as well. But luckily I got a lot of great guys on my, uh, on my staff that, that kind of help out with that, you know, uh, former unit members, a bunch of SWAT canine handlers as well. So I've, I've got a pretty diverse staff on direct action canine when Mm -hmm. it comes to, uh, to running these scenarios. And for, for my, for my stuff with direct action canine, each of those scenarios is based off of real world occurrences, you know, that, that, that have actually happened. And so I tailor all my stuff off of that, you know, and, uh, you know, really, they're not hard scenarios. You do the right thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make you look like an idiot. I'm not trying to break your dog. Like it's basically, man, you, you employ good tactics. It's going to be an easy scenario. If, uh, if you don't deploy your ta- employ your tactics and, and you don't, you know, have, have good decision-making skills, it, it's going to get rough for you, you know, but the, the nice thing in man is learn this stuff in training and, mm-hmm. and figure out, what your strengths and what your weaknesses are. And then you're able to go back and like, all right, let's, let's make a little adjustments to our training methodologies. And, you know, cause again, man, you, you guys harp on it all the time. Um, man, it, it's not field work. You know, you're, you're not out there doing obedience. You know, it, it's, you're not sending the guy on, on a bite. That, 100, that's 100 to, yards, yeah, yeah. The guy's 100, running and, right. and it, real world doesn't work that way. And, no. uh, and unfortunately man there's a lot of guys that still train that way and you guys run into them all the time and and hopefully this event kind of helps guys realize that hey man maybe maybe the training we're doing isn't quite at the level we need it to be and giving them exposure to these level of guys you know is going to help them like okay maybe we need to bring in some of these dudes and and uh and refine our, our, our training methodologies. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that's the case. And, and, and eventually, obviously, uh, you know, I'm not going to get a guy from California that's going to drive all the way to Indiana, you know, so we're looking at doing these kind of regionally uh, mm. and eventually, Hey man, as every year, maybe do another one in a different location to kind of, to kind of bring this to, to guys in different parts of the country. But uh, yeah, man, so far it's, it's uh it's looking great we're really happy with all the support we've gotten and and again we're just trying to get the word out and uh and help promote the event um but yeah super excited about this thing man you know at the beginning
0: you said something you were like they don't receive a lot of training but they're used every day and it's something that eric and i talk about all the time And and you know this as well as i do that canine handlers especially dual purpose are disproportionately put in the highest instance of use of force of any Specialized unit in law enforcement or military. Um, And absolutely. They're routinely asked all the time to use a high level of force. And because of that, those handlers need to have quite a bit of training. And, you know, I asked Eric this last time we talked about it. Like, how many times did you guys ever have to use force on SWAT, Eric? Like lethal force?
1: Uh, Deadly force. I was on 14 and a half years. I think we shot three or four guys. Um, And then they've shot a couple since then but how many people did you bite a lot um, and <laughs> and I listen I was more on the low hands. end I was <laughs> on the low end of the spectrum my second dog I probably had 75 bites two of my handlers had buck 50 or more they were getting three <laughs> bites a shift and oh chris you know um it's it's all the time if you depending on your agency and and how busy you are but uh most guys with a dog are going to get a couple few bites the career but shoot zero people but they there's no training for all the other shit it's just no other stuff
0: yeah and you know that's kind of the thing and um you know you and i've talked about it before when dudes are not exposed to like real-time gram decisions like you know is this a biteable offense or is this not or do i do i not and do I not send the dog? Do I send the dog all in real time? Like, you know, at a lot of the scenarios at HRD and I'm sure and some of the sums that are going to be here are, do I buy it? Do I not buy Is the dog the right tool for this job? Or do we need to do something else? Cause it's everything. If you have only have a hammer, everything always looks like a fucking nail. So, you know, Eric and I were talking before and I'm not going to mention where this came from, but we got a study and access to one um, that kind of, I guess, put into words what we've always known, I think, are put into like real numbers, what we've always known. Um, and the outcome of this from a county um, and a very active county in um, the South, uh, the calls for service and then they, they looked at it and the calls for service were cleared um, exponentially faster anytime a canine guy rolled up on scene. Just the mere fact that a canine guy was there, um, the calls were cleared faster. Uh, which was a saving of man hours, which was a saving of money. And then, so like they were over 90% more effective when they had a robbery that had just occurred. 92% I think is what the study came out as. Um, and then, you know, they had a 41% arrest rate, uh, higher arrest rate if dogs were involved or clear call being cleared with dogs being involved. So, you know, it's one of those things, It's it's a tool that I think is misunderstood and not well supported. Um, and everybody, like you said at the beginning, like, you know, SWAT always has all the money in the world. I don't see SWAT guys selling t-shirts. to raise money. That's for damn for sure. equipment.
1: No, no, no.
0: Yeah, no. They just go in and they're like, we need new suppressors. They're like, here, sure. Here's 300 grand. Go get them. <laughs> sure. You guys,
1: why not? Yeah, and they call once a month. Yeah. If that. So. so
0: and we're not talking shit on SWAT guys. I'm just saying, like, because I have a no. lot of friends are SWAT handlers, but. You know, I mean, it's definitely like, oh, you need a new suppressor? Sure, here you go. You need a leash? The fuck you need that for? <laughs> you need a leash? <laughs> I use that
1: a lot more than I use a suppressor. I swear to God. Yeah, like every day.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: So the the MUTC that you guys are going to, uh, we talked before we started recording that you had never been there, uh, guys. You know from the old from your uh, recent past there, they have been there. Um, how did you hear about it, and what did you think when you first went there?
2: Yeah. So, uh, it was actually our, our, uh, buddy, John Neal from Cincinnati that, that Love Johnny Neal. On. I was, I was, when, yeah. yeah. When I, when I first started, uh, looking, uh, at different places that we could potentially hold this, um, yeah. Johnny was like, Hey, what, what about Muscatatuck? And I was like, I got no idea what you're talking about, man. So he starts hmm. describing it to me. And I was like, man, that, uh, yeah, that, that sounds like something we could do. So, we're actually hosting this in conjunction with the Cincinnati PD. Um, oh, cool. So they're, they're huh. helping coordinate this and, and host the event. Um, so that's uh, I, I ended up flying out there and linking up with, with Don Mies and and Johnny Neal and we went out and did a site survey and man, like I, you know, us talking about the place doesn't do it justice. There's really nothing you can't do out there when it comes to your your urban operations, your your rural operations. I mean, they've got pretty much every kind of cityscape and and, uh, that you can think of, hey, farms, cities, uh, Afghan villages, uh, tunnel systems, collapsed structures, Uh, man, the list goes on and on and on. Like you mentioned, Hey, they can flood out neighborhoods, you know, and stuff like that. So man, it's really impressive the different capabilities that they have there. And uh, so there's, man, there's, there's not too many places that you can do this amount of stuff in, in one location. You know, there, there's just not a whole lot of training facilities out there that can accommodate, all these different types of training. And it's, it's really a, a great top level, top notch uh, facility.
1: It is. Like I said, I just, it, it was, it was interesting that I didn't know what to think when I was just up there in April with the search and rescue group and the law enforcement. I was like, I don't know how we're going to, how I'm going to do this. I thought I was just getting law enforcement guys. When I got there, they had, they had both assigned to me search and rescue. So we had live find people, we had dead, you know, uh, human remains people and then law enforcement. And then I found out there are some law enforcement guys that are dual purpose uh, patrol and human remains dogs. Uh, I think oh, Canadian yeah. State police. I hadn't had that. So it was it was cool because on, we, you moved around different sites uh, and in each site I could come up with something for each, each little genre. So if I can mix it up for search and rescue and law enforcement at the same time, what you're going to be able to do for law enforcement and military is is um, that place. There's nothing better. Plus, like you said in the very beginning, environmentally, it's like if if you're able to do the high ropes course, if I don't know if they're going to have it open for you or have their people there, that alone, just, just to get a dog to do that is it's amazing what they can do there. Uh, it's, and people like it. It's a lot of fun. They can go up with their dog and, um, you know, zip line across a couple of buildings. It's, it's pretty neat, man. The, the place is amazing. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We come back real quick. We're, I want to talk about the nonprofit. Get into that a little bit and um, how people can help you. So we'll be right back. We have a long-standing relationship with the guys over at Hits Canine Training Conference Uh, It's truly America's premier canine seminar. It is the largest. It is the best. Um, They cover every important topic in the canine industry. Hundreds and hundreds of vendors, thousands of canine people there. Everybody you know in this industry is there. Ted and I will be teaching. Hits 2022 is being held in Orlando, Florida, August 16th to the 19th. Also, check out their website, hitscanine.net. They have other classes that they're putting out online. Uh, Zoom classes and all kinds of other things are offering in-person classes leading up to HITS 2022, Orlando, Florida, August 16th through the 19th. Check it out. HITSK9.net.
0: Everyone knows me, knows that I live on chicken nuggets and Coors Light. So uh, that doesn't mean your dog should, though. Um, our friends at Kinetic um, are, make it a, a point to fuel working dogs, and they know that it can be tough and they need high quality food, unlike me to give them energy and the nutrients that they require. I just subsist on air and, you know, of course, light, but but the dogs can't, they actually have to work. So for that, we asked kinetic and kinetic has come up with a great balance of healthy meats and grains and is made specifically for working and sport dogs. They have a full line of foods and supplements available and they've been working to perfect their line for thousands of dogs and hundreds of departments across the U S you can buy it locally online or at Tractor Supply, or you can get it at Chewy. So head over to their website, kineticdogfood.com, 513-615-6904. And get them on the socials at Kinetic Dog Food.
1: So probably the number one product I've ever advertised for or used that set, that does what they say is Quick Turn by Vet Care. Uh, I have it uh, at my house. I have it at the kennel. I have it at the fun house. I have it at the uh, doggy daycare. I have my trainers have it at their house. It is unbelievable how it works. You guys have all heard Ted and I talk about it, how we've gotten tagged by dogs or dogs. do. You know, If you're dealing with working dogs, weird stuff happens, right? It's cuts that how the hell that happened, bites, scratches, all kinds of things that happen, especially if you're doing anything in the wooded area, they get tore up. Uh, the Quick Derm by Vet Care. It is no exaggeration. It is great. So, once daily treatment for any skin condition or small wounds to help stop little issues from becoming big ones. Comes in sprays, ointments, or dressing. Quick Derm is great at creating a protective barrier and promoting wound healing. The best thing, too, is they have a discount code. Get on their website, vetcare.us. That's vetcare.us. Put in the discount code 1-0-1. WDR in capital letters one zero WDR for ten percent off your first order.
0: These next guys uh, have actually been on the show, and we instructed at uh, the first uh, Tripwire conference down in Florida. Uh, Jim O'Brien was a guest on the show, uh, and he runs NC 9 who has now come onto the show as a sponsor. Um, Jim's been around for quite a long time, about thirteen ish years with uh, experience handling and training law enforcement canines he um, uses real world deployments to develop training program and not rely only on their experience but current experiences from most of their national canine teams and handlers to provide the best canine partner that you guys can, can purchase they provide pet training and police canine services based out of four oaks north carolina and they serve the surrounding areas feel free to give jim a call a text carrier pigeon however you want to get a hold of him uh to to talk to him about police canning training or pets and techniques and methodologies. So hit him up at 919-438-0141 or J O'Brien, that's J-O-B-R-I-E-N at N-C, letter K number nine dot U-S. Check the show notes, we'll put it there.
1: All right, everybody, we are back. Working Dog Radio broadcasting the bite. I hope you like those commercials. I'm sure you skipped through them. But if you didn't, thank you very much. We have a lot of good... um, new sponsors, a lot of great people in there at the bottom of every show though, in the show notes, we put all the sponsors, what they do and the discount codes that they offer. Um, it's funny. I had someone message me today. They, they bought $776 worth of stuff from Ray Allen and got $76 rebate using our discount code. They just gave me the old, thanks for the 76 bucks. I'm like, I will take that in beer. Thank you very much. Um, so talking about the, the nonprofit that you started, um, and, and I say this a lot, we were just talking about it with the SWAT stuff is there's, there's really no, you see, so you have the national tactical office association, Ohio has OTOA, which you've instructed at and everything like that. Those, those don't provide, they're not designed to provide like equipment and they do like one training thing a year. Um, NTOA does a, some training and a lot of legislation stuff for, for stuff. But what there isn't, so locally, we have the Police Canine Association, which was formed to raise money to buy equipment for canine guys. SWAT never has to do that. That's not a thing with them. Um, they don't have to regionally f- make all these things just to get money to do anything. But what guys don't realize, we talked about this with our friend David Rivera from Black Rocks Canine. If you think, ah, I'll just go start a nonprofit and we'll, we'll just get that going and and just start bringing in money. Talk to them about how long it took kind of what the steps are and how easy it isn't to get going.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's definitely not easy. Um, I, I assumed it would be kind of, kind of the same steps as, as just starting an LLC. Um, and then no. just okay, file a little <laughs> bit different paperwork. Not All so legal much. Soon. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is it is not a quick process, um, which I don't think a lot of people realize. Um, so yeah, uh, but the other thing is like like you said, man, it's uh it's it's one of those where no man there there's not a whole lot of funding out there for canines. Yeah, SWAT guys aren't doing car washes. You know, <laughs> no, to, they're not to, to yeah. raise money for leashes. So, um, yeah. so again, that's you know, and in the organization I came from, man, we we were like the SWAT guys. We we didn't we didn't have to worry about a budget. But my exposure to a lot of law enforcement organizations, I realized like, oh man these guys are sucking they are having it like man they, they can't afford a vest they can't you know they, they they have a man i i was talking to some guys they're like yeah uh, end of fiscal year uh the department doesn't want to fund us for an injury on one of our dogs they want us to wait three months till uh, till God, till we get our new budget approved and i'm like are, are you kidding me man yeah and you you just don't see that with with some of the other uh the some of the other teams within the, uh, within the departments. Mm -hmm. So again, yeah, it's, uh, but in order for us to be able to do this, we rely heavily on both private and corporate, uh, donations. So, you know, like, uh, for us, yeah. Like, like you mentioned before, we want to have that, that once a year, uh, you know, conference that we bring in guys, but, but one of the other things we want to do is just be able to, to help organizations out with training. So, Hey, uh, you know, here, um, for instance, you guys, all right. Hey, um, here's, here's however much money to run 15 guys through a course for the week. You know, we want to be able to provide that for for organizations and be able to fund that forum, um, and and allow guys to get free training um, from the donations that we receive from people. Um, that that's one of our goals. So the conference and being able to provide training, you know, that that we just find uh, instructors that we support, and like, hey, we like what those guys do. We 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 like the training that they provide. Let's go ahead and, and fund that. For officers within whatever area, um, so that that is one of the goals that we're looking at, and and obviously like hey for the conference with with the the sponsors and vendors and stuff we're, we're able to do that, but we also need uh, contributions to come in throughout the year to continue to fund some of the other goals that we have, like the training that we're discussing. That way we can continue to give back to the community with with that level of training. Um, So yeah, but, but yeah, the, the nonprofit, it's definitely easier running a a for-profit organization than it is a nonprofit.
0: Yeah. You know, one thing that I want to point out here too is that even if you are not close to wherever this is at, it is in Indiana right now this year, but um, one thing that we've found running HRDs is that um, exposure to this type of training is extremely potent. Um, And I think it's pretty fair to say like the one thing that we found is that a majority of the dogs that we're dealing with in the country um, are what I would say, well-selected, but not well-prepared kind of the same thing with some of the handlers. Right. And some of that is limited to access to limited exposure. Right. So from, for example, from where you came from, right, like you said, it wasn't a budget problem and the learning curve is very, very, very steep and it starts to flatten very quickly. Um, The last one we just, I literally got back Friday from an HRD, And there was a guy there that had a very nice dog that was young. Um, that he was young, he was a newer handler and the dog was young. Um, they had not been exposed to a lot of stuff. The dog had not been exposed to a lot of decoy pressure and a lot of environmental exposure. First day, the dog was a little wonky on some things. And by the end of the third day, just with access to an exposure to good decoys. And putting the dog and the handler in certain situations, I mean that like the the, how fast they ramped up was amazing. And I told him I was like, if you keep this shit up for a year, if we were to come back, I wouldn't be able to tell. Like, and so if you're going to this, why is because I at the beginning you said it was a one day thing. Like, so you get four days, you get twenty people, and you're like, fuck, how do I pick? So. The access to these people will with one day just the access to the information alone and then the hands on does pay dividends, it does pay a lot of dividends down the road. Um, and so you know, I would encourage everyone to try and make it for sure. Yeah. I, one thing I wanted to ask if you're not bringing a dog, are you guys going to do audit spots?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, because I that'll be yeah. I, 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 somebody's going to ask me, I know, and I don't now I don't have to answer that.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it'll yeah, be we, the dude definitely are yeah.
1: it'll be the dude who believe it or not was not allowed to bring his dog because he was not allowed to take his cruiser there yeah, that yeah. happens that'll all be the, the time that'll be, that'll be i'm not thing. paying for your gas what come on man uh it's that oh, i just get so <laughs> but um so atk9 at letter k number nine dot org i believe is the website is the uh, website Correct. And how, how do we donate? How do we get you money?
2: All right. So, you know, there, there is a link right there on the, uh, on the homepage where, where we can accept donations. So you can do PayPal, pay by credit card, whatever, whatever amount you'd like to contribute. So, you know, nothing too big, too small. We, we appreciate any level of support we can get. Um, then, then, uh, for corporate sponsors, you know, um, we we've actually got a, a, a sponsor page on the website where you can go and look at the different levels of sponsorship. Um, and you know, we also realize, Hey man, there's, there's some companies that, uh, are just starting out and and they may not be able to reach that, that sponsorship level and can only give a few hundred dollars. Well, you know what? Like we, we definitely appreciate the contribution. We want to treat all these vendors the same, you know, like, Hey man, like we want to help these dudes out and get their name out there as well. So, uh, you know, you can feel free to contact us directly at info at ATK. Then, uh, you know, we're also on Instagram and Facebook. uh, So you can follow us there, get instructor information and highlights and stuff. And then conference information as we get closer to the event. Um, But yeah, yeah. uh, Whether it's through, uh, through, private or, or corporate donations, just feel free to reach out to us and let us know how, how you'd like to help. And, and, uh, we can instruct you on how to make that happen.
1: I think I'd have to really think I, you guys might be the only organization I know that is offering the training simultaneous military and law enforcement at this, you know, get taken financing or taking donations in to help push them both. Um, Because what a lot of guys don't understand, like even the military and some of the guys are going to be there uh, are at the highest level of working it. But uh, there's a lot of guys that are military handlers that you you think, um, well, shit, he's in the military. He can just cut the leash off and send the dog. He doesn't have any rules. But so those guys and we know that's not true. Everybody's got (laughs) their little rules of engagement, even all the way down to the dog. And so those guys are going to be able to come and get the scenarios like we were talking before, where they've got to make decision right, you know, decision making right there on the spot. So I, I can't think of anything. I don't know about you, Ted. I can't think of any other organization that's doing both at the same time.
0: Uh, no, nah, no, Um, You know, I know of some vendors. That do some like specialized training and they're not dedicated to canine, but like they'll bring in dudes from outside to run the canine portion. But I'm not like, no, not, I know of that there's gonna be some dude from an SMU standing next to a fucking handler from a 30 man department. Like, I that does not happen that often
1: that no, I, I can kid. think of. Yeah. So, and the guy, some of the law enforcement guys are gonna, it's a good pairing because we talk about this at HRD when I, I give my bio and I say that I did the, the worked for Cobra with the NSW contract and everybody's like, Ooh, seals. And I'm like, guys, I'm telling you, your dogs are as good. You know what I mean? They're, you guys have got good <laughs> they dogs. They all
2: come from the same vendors. Right. You know?
0: Exactly. 100%. A hundred percent. And a lot of them bite more people than the seals did.
1: <laughs> yeah. Your, your old unit may, um, probably, I don't know, fails more dogs, I would say than, um, you're most of your local law enforcement, but there's guys. I, yeah. I was telling him, I said, you guys got good dogs, man. Just think about it. You got good dogs and you get to work them more often. So uh, that I love it. I think it's a great thing. So now let me ask you this real quick. If someone can't go, but they like what we've said about you and direct action, what do you got going on on that front?
2: Well, that's basically, uh, you know, contacting us and figuring out what type of training that you want. You know, we, we offer a variety of, of different types of training courses to guys. Um, so if you, if you can't, you know, like just contact us at directactionk9.com, you can see the, the different types of courses that we offer and then you just get together. And, and, and the unique thing about us is we, uh, we, we look at your needs as a handler and as a department um, and then tailor the courses to, to meet your needs. You know, we're not going to force stuff on you that, that you don't need and, and waste your time. So um, you know, like hell, when we, when we do the SWAT type stuff, you know, certain departments do, do certain types of operations that, and they don't, they don't do any, they don't do stuff like other departments. So, man, I want to focus all our time and efforts into the skill sets you do utilize, mm-hmm. and not just make you do stuff that is wasting your time and taken away from mastering those other skill sets. So, uh, yeah, feel free to to reach out and uh, and be able to uh, figure out what what type of training is going to help your department the best.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I should get you guys over here. Yeah, if you're a handler in a rural department in, like, Illinois, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to do, like, urban stuff. And then if you're a handler in fucking Miami-Dade, it doesn't make a lot of sense to learn how to track or to go through a tactical tracking seminar. The chances of those guys having to track are very far and few between. I I mean, so thankfully, most of the country is kind of a split. Not thankfully, just, you know, a lot of them is, like, half urban, half split. But, I mean, I know guys on SWAT teams that – um they're like oh we don't track. like we don't we don't do tactical cracks we're not doing that shit i'm like no they're like no nah, state guys do that we don't fucking like they're like nope that's not our jam i'm like oh, or right. everyone in california well yeah. well i like mean nobody and, tracks out there well i mean on the other on one side i mean like on the mountain side
1: they do i think no. like all this
0: all the search and rescue people mm-hmm. there. those guys yeah search and rescue yeah. dudes are pretty sweet. well no like lapd doesn't fucking track they just put it they put 900 they do like you know hands across america fucking perimeter mm-hmm. containment set up and mm-hmm. just turn two dogs loose and push them into perimeter.
1: Yeah. So. Red Rover, red Rover, let shithead come over. Exactly. see so, so you that can counts. break through your, your perimeter.
0: That counts. I mean, yeah. that works. I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever works. It's a resource question, but yeah, no, that's a good point. Cause I mean, I've had a lot of people um, ask us like, especially at HRDs, they'll come to me and they'll say, you know, I, we had one department who yes. I won't name. They're like, well, we don't do building searches. I'm like, why not? Like, Oh, we're prohibited yeah. by policy from deploying a dog into a residential structure. I'm like, do what? Why? And Eric, yeah. what did you ask him? Like do you buy somebody's grandma or
1: something? They yeah, said what happened? Who yeah. fucked that up? Yeah. Like, and they're like, Who's no, that named after?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like whose picture is next to it. And they were like, oh no, it's just a thing. I'm like Yeah. You guys they're like, so none of our dogs do building searches. I'm like, God damn. All right. Or do you use robots? Nope, but don't do that either. I'm like, oh, okay. So, and that was there, that that was, I was like, well, I guess that kind of, I was like, not even with SWAT and Eric was like, what if they had just shot a police officer, robbed a bank? And they're like, nope, can't do it. I'm like, God damn. Okay. Well,
1: you sure. Got a, I, you got to man up and fight some policy at that point.
0: But yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if they came and they're like, oh, we're going to do a building search. And you're like, uh, uh,
1: sorry, <laughs> we yeah. can't do it. So yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, this episode has been brought to you by great sponsors of ours. Please don't skip through this. Take a listen to them. One of our oldest sponsors and great friends of ours are the people down at Highland Canine down in North Carolina. Um, I really like them. We We see them at all the conferences. I know a lot of people have been to their school for dog trainers. They've been on the podcast. Highland Canine, they're a full service canine and pet dog training business where they can train you to be a trainer. They can get you a dog. They have handler classes. They have supervisor classes. They have trainers courses for just LE. They have them for anybody who wants to be in, uh, in the dog business, be a dog trainer of any kind. Um, check them out their website is tactical police canine training.com tactical police canine training.com. If you are smart, you'll go down there in the winter is North Carolina is warm. You get to work dogs. It's no, no joke school guys. You're not going down there for a month um and and rushing through it they're actually trying to make you real deal dog trainers uh tactical police caninetraining.com
0: next is a sponsor that's been with us for quite a while uh dog Tra. i love doctor stuff and they continually keep bringing out new products uh one of the things that i've been using a lot lately is the new tone box if you're a pet trainer or if you train a lot of police officers and I harp on my guys all the time about timing. And this thing literally kind of pairs to the to the remote. And when you're using the remote, whether you're using Nick constant, or vibrate, it makes a noise. So you can get the timing down 100% consistent. And so I can demonstrate how to do an out with an e-caller immediately, quickly. And it is so effective that I can't believe that it took me forever to figure it out <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to get that. They've also got these new um, comfort feather, like titanium things that go on the collars that uh, are... Fantastic for making sure we got contact. It actually has six points, and this comes in two sizes. And it's a titanium feather thing. They're awesome. They got comfort, comfort contact points for the bark collars. The YS600, one of my favorite things. I have about fifty of them at the kennel, and it is dead silent. And I put them on all the pet dogs, and I can leave them on because they have the, the comfort contact points, and they're fantastic. All this stuff you can get at dogture.com. and if you use the discount code WDR. One zero, you get 10% off a single item over 200 bucks. So that co- covers the ball trainer, that covers the nineteen hundred S-Hands Free, which is my personal favorite for all the big dogs. Uh, it covers the two-dog system, uh, the 202C, which I use for the two-dog pet guys, and fantastic. So dogtra.com or go to at Dogtra official on all the socials. That's Facebook, Instagram, all those places. So hit them up,
1: dogtra.com. Guys, I don't even shop any other sites when i'm looking for everything for dogs our one-stop shop for anything pet dog training and police dog training hunt dog training anything you need you can find at rayallen.com they have been doing it forever we have a great relationship with them Um, again they're at all the conferences you can stop up and talk to them they have more stuff there than any place rayallen.com they are amazing we have a great uh, really, really good relationship with those guys. Um, like I said, I get on their website. I do not look anywhere else. I just get on Ray Allen. Why, why should I fill up my cart? Pay it. Boom. Shipping. Here we go. Uh, everything's coming. RayAllen.com. And guess what? We do have a discount code for them. Working dog radio for 10% off. It's all one working dog radio. And it's all caps. Check them out. RayAllen.com.
0: I'm not too shaved to admit that I used our own discount code to buy stuff for the kennel. We have American Aluminum next, our new sponsor for uh, moving forward. Um, they have been around for quite a while. They manufacture a wide variety of products from the high-quality cam lockers and toolboxes to a huge line of products designed to meet the ever-changing needs of law enforcement community. Back in 1992, due to the demand for safe, secure transport for a nearby law enforcement department's canine, they introduced the very first Easy Rider canine. They have continuously grown and expanded products catering to the needs and wants of the valued customers and a high-profile clientele. Over the years, as the needs have changed, they have evolved and expanded their products to include inmate transport systems, canine training aids, canine inserts, contraband containment, and animal control systems, just to name a couple of things. So, you can find them at EasyRiderOnline.com. That is Easy Echo Zulu Rider Online. Dot com, You can find them on the socials at American aluminum accessories, and then you can hit them up toll free 1-800-277-0869. You don't have to worry about writing all that down. We're going to put it in the show notes. So just scroll down to the bottom, write it down, click the link, takes you straight there
1: out your phone. Our first sponsor we ever had, he's been, he's our ride or die. He's been with us since the beginning is Arno over at ALM k M K nine equipment. His stuff is so good. Ted, you know, gets suits. He, and listen, Ted suit. He's had it for a long time. Arno's fixed it. He's uh, taken a million bites on it. It still holds up. The thing's amazing. I've got a suit from him. I love it. Use it all the time. Uh, But the main thing that I really love about Arno is his hidden sleeves are ridiculously amazing. They are the best. And his tugs. I usually buy tugs from Arno by the box load. He'll send me a whole bunch of them. I hand them out to the handlers, new handlers when they come in, experienced handlers, uh they last for a long time they're amazing the craft work is is great arno's doing all the the sewing there he's got pre-made suits he can do custom-made suits everything you need um out there and he's out there in sunny las vegas get on his website check him out alm 9 equipment.com alm 9 equipment.com discount code wd radio all caps 10 percent off your first order check them out yeah if you ever get any group of people that want to do some work with you up this way and they don't really know where to go, let me know the uh my building, the fun house, forty thousand square feet of hallways and rooms, and I build a uh simulation shoot house in there, 10 room shoot house. And it's so, fucking
0: dark uh, too. Yeah. You can run not you can run nods in there and during the middle yeah, of during the,
1: day, the nine o'clock in the morning you can have night vision because it is pitch black
0: in that and and there's a fucking tombstone in the basement.
1: Yeah, there's this haunted <laughs> as fuck.
0: Um <laughs> that's maybe it's pretty on. good maybe ghost you need to call zach bagans have him come out. and <laughs> i have the only
1: thing is you're better off doing it in the winter because there's no ac in the building and it's fucking toasty but there's heat and bathrooms so winter it is the perfect place to come up and train um we have a good time in there and um we don't care if you spill shit on the carpet and everything. i let some I let somebody come in and do a flashbang class for these non-pyro flashbangs that are pretty sweet. Somehow they put three huge burn marks in in the floor. Yes. There with their non-pyro fucking flashbangs. Excellent. So yeah. <laughs> I come back like too late. I, I leave. I just open the doors and I have a classroom in there and we have Wi-Fi and we can we have speaker system throughout. We can play all kinds of weird noises and shit. I just open it up, leave, come back two days later. I'm like what is that? What you guys do?
2: <laughs> oh well.
1: Instead of I just moved a couch over top of it like I would at my house. Just put it right over flip the there. Mat, flip the mattress over. No. Nope. Years later, somebody will move and go, What is that? I'll say I, I have no idea what that what that is. A mouse must have done it. So uh signing up. The conference is September 27th to October 1st. Uh sign up is on the website. Piece yeah, cake so you get, get sign on there up
2: for uh for either the uh you know coming through as a team and doing the training or as an auditor.
0: Okay. And at the beginning you mentioned there's a cap. So there's like what how many what are you guys capping it at handler-wise?
2: So right now, uh we we laid on a few more new instructors here within the last month. And uh, I think so what we're gonna do is we're we're gonna cap it at about 250. Um, so you know that's that's one thing I wouldn't I wouldn't wait around at the end of July we're gonna go ahead and uh, the the fee goes from 500 to uh 625 um, so you know definitely financially mm-hmm. better to to go ahead and sign up now uh, and the other thing is you know like you want to make sure that that uh, you get in there early so you can get the courses that you want. So if you wait till the end, you know, you, you may not get the course selections that you're looking for. Uh, And, and that would kind of suck. Like, like you guys mentioned earlier, man, like, you you know, um, Eric, you were talking about be smart with, you know, with, with the courses you select, you definitely, you want to not waste your time on courses that aren't going to benefit you. Now, I think that every course out there is going to benefit you and they all tie together as well, but. You know, like y- you may have some weaknesses that, uh, you know, hey, man, why am I going to waste my time learning how to repel, you know, if that's not a skill set that I need within my department, right. but I don't know how to decoy, you know, so, hey, man, l- l- just be smart about your your course selection and pick the courses that are going to benefit you the most. Um, and Yeah do it early because those courses are going to fill up and then you're not going to get the ones because that's what's going to happen You you, on the registration you'll get your five primary choices and then you're going to have a a secondary choices as well so if we can't fit you into those primary choices we're going to go ahead and start picking off your secondary list of, of choices as well um and, I mean we're we're gonna do our best to get you in there, but yeah, if you wait to the last minute, you know, I I I can't guarantee that you're gonna get those courses that you desire.
1: Cops, I know you uh, I knew you all of you that. are last minute yep. dudes. I'm telling you, it's a mistake. Oh, here's the other thing to bring up too. So they don't gotta get a hotel room.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nope. Or food. No per diem. No. Yeah, well, I mean, so tell I've people. stayed there. I'm not the tell what to do, but I mean,
1: right? The accommodations <laughs> are just fine on base. Bring your toiletries. You know, it's not. It is not a uh, hotel where you can walk down to the lobby and get what you forgot. But uh, there is um, perfectly good rooms in there, right there on site. So when you're done, you just drive one minute over to where your thing is at. Crack a beer and have a good time. Hang out yeah. with the with the boys and. Um, it's a great place to train. Like it's really, really cool. So you guys don't want to miss out. Um, a lot of, a lot of agencies go there and there's a reason why they go back every year. That place is that cool. So, um, get into the tunnels if you can, maybe there'll be some time to do dick around on some of that stuff. Um, if it's not being used, um, it's just really neat. We broke the elevator when I was there the other day though, back in April. (laughs) Doing my usual elevator bites, which rocks the elevators back and forth. We broke them. We did so, that last week in HRD. If if it's in. broken, I apologize. <laughs> uh it, it's <laughs> the hospital at the hospital. If the hospital elevators broke, I am sorry that you had to run up all the steps instead. So no, you're not. No, not really. So um anyways. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, man, we're really, really glad you came on. I'm glad we were able to get a hold of you. Um yeah. We'll do uh we'll talk about it a lot. Um gotta try to get Donnie on. Get Donnie yep. on here. For sure. Yeah, we, absolutely. We, we did an HRD down here. there in Cincinnati, and most of the dogs were from his training group. They were some of his dogs, and then from his training group, whether he or Johnny Neal or, or anyone else trained them or, or uh did it from the beginning or they trained with him, and we all agreed that it was probably top two or three best groups of dog handlers and trainers and dogs yep. that we had seen easily. solid, solid dogs, bit hard as shit. Uh, yeah,
0: and there were some swamp yeah. donkeys there too. There mm-hmm. were some big, there were some big fucking dogs. Like, I mean, you bigger. guys don't learn. You guys, this is your <laughs> second <laughs> dog. This thing's 88 pound, 90 pounds, 90 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Every <laughs> pull that motherfucker. Other than the Delaware state police, like that was easily the largest dog group ever. Delaware State Police, like, I think they only select dogs. This is a lie, but it it feels like it's the truth that they have to be over
1: 100 pounds. Like, they're just, yeah, I'm like, you rode that dog here. Fucking dogs, huge dogs. (laughs) Donnie's real smart, too, man. This, the dude networks, uh, whether it be pet uh, dog food companies, your company, oh, yeah, um, Spikes Canine, those guys down there are smart. They're really smart about, um, Taking advantage of everything that's offered, just by being canine guys, and yeah. so they, they've they they're really good down there, man. I like them guys a lot. Yeah. Not a big fan of the city itself. Yeah. I think it's wasted, wasted waterfront that they could do so much more with. But that's a whole different uh, different topic. Can,
2: who do we know and that you're there? absolutely right about Donnie? Those yeah. guys have been instrumental in uh, in finding us a lot of support for this uh, venue. Mm-hmm. And we, we wouldn't have been able to do half the things we've, we've come up with if it weren't for, for Donnie and his guys. So yeah, man, shots, shout out to those guys because they, they're huge help, man. So we're, we, we couldn't have paired up with a better group for the, uh, mm-hmm. this first one.
1: Yeah. It's not too far from them. A couple hours, probably
2: from where they're at. So, uh, not even. Yeah. It's not... uh 45 to an hour. Oh, is it really? Okay. And so, uh, wow. man, all right. Yeah. And, and you've also got, it, it's man, that that's one thing about Muscatatuck. It's, it's, it's located in such an ideal place, like, you know, 45 minutes west of, uh, of Cincinnati, hour South to Indy, hour North of, uh, what is it? Louisville, you know? Mm-hmm. So you've got, it's, it's right in the middle of a lot of uh, big cities there. So yeah, it's, you know, it Which means it's, it's easy to get location. to yeah absolutely <laughs> flying and
1: out of so mm-hmm. or yep. you can raise those of, yeah. you're gonna audit you can just don't blink because you will miss the entrance though as you're driving along and you're like fuck there it's It's a blinking light and there's a schoolhouse oh, yeah. on the other yep. side schoolhouse remember that yep. at night schoolhouse blinking light make a right way in the back so it's uh yeah. a little fire station there <laughs> yeah yeah yep it's pretty cool so anyways man thanks for coming on i really appreciate yeah. it yeah for sure this has been man, good. Thanks so, for
2: having me, guys. I, I appreciate you guys helping get the word out.
0: Yep. Everybody uh, July third. July third, yeah. Check the show notes. Uh yeah, So will go out on July third. Everybody check the show notes. Um all the links for the sign up and everything will be in there because you're not going to write it down and you're not going to remember it. So just scroll down in the thing and we'll put it in the show notes. So yeah. Uh this has been good for sure, man. John Claude, thanks for coming on again. Um, yeah. And for sure. E. We will see you. Got your reasons I got my wants Still got that feeling But I'm too old today, too Working Dog Radio today. was graciously granted permission To use this music by Brother Deeg Be sure to check him out at BrotherDeeg.blogspot.com That's spelled Brother D-E-G-E.blogspot.com Be sure to buy him a beer at Amazon, iTunes, or CD Baby Or anywhere you stream your music Working Dog Radio was edited and co-produced by Alicia Brandt